The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. You know, struggling artists, I know a few of them, and I know that it's not an easy thing to be an artist and to make it in this world. It takes a lot of work. But what happens when you struggle also with a mental illness that takes you off the path of life, the one that you should be on, and puts you on a self-destructive one? That's what my next guest was actually faced with. He was derailed and was following a path that was not working out for him. It wasn't until a few circumstances in his life that he turned around and said, you know, I have got to take control of my life. I've got to get back on the right track and use my creative talent to send out a story. And that's exactly what he did. It's amazing once we make a choice how we can change the path of our life. And it is with great pleasure that I now introduce you to Maury Chesky, the man who turned it around for himself. Hello, Maury, and welcome to Inspire Us. How's it going? How you doing? You know what? I'm doing all right. And it's uh, I'm in Toronto, Canada right now. The weather is quite nice. It is October. I'm heading to Miami very shortly, so I'm doing fantastic. Where are you, Maury? I am also located in Toronto, Ontario, uh, living on my own in Forest Hill. Oh, fantastic. All right. So you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, about your, your past and uh, some of the struggles that you have experienced over the years. Sure. So I was always very inclined to be artistic, sports as well, but I think uh, the arts were my go-to. So when I was a kid, I acted in a lot of plays. I had lead roles at camp and in school. And I also had uh, my own comic book series that I illustrated and wrote uh, based on one of my classmates. And I actually had a really big following. All my fellow classmates always wanted to read them, pass them around. Uh, so that was uh, pretty cool. So when I was closer to my teens, that's when things uh, did uh, go downhill a bit. I was using a lot of drugs, drinking a lot, and also doing alone. And I think when you're alone with your thoughts, it can be really detrimental. And um, when I grew older, closer to my teens, things became a little hazy. They kind of went downhill. Um, I was using drugs a lot more, drinking alcohol, doing a lot of which on my own. And uh, I felt, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate when you're doing these kind of substance use of alone with your thoughts, it could be really detrimental. Mm. Yeah, so um, this is what led to my diagnosis of bipolar syndrome when I was around 18. And uh, this really shook my world. I mean, I hated the thought of being identified as mentally ill. And I think a lot of people uh, go through that same experience. And, you know, it caused me to rebel 
even further and to not take my medication, which only made things worse. I was afraid taking medication, accepting that I had a mental health condition would hinder my creativity. And so that's what kept me from following the rules based on my stays with Humber River Hospital or ChemH. And as a result, you know, drinking, doing drugs, I, I became extremely violent. You know, I, I was doing like cocaine, alcohol, hitting people at bars, getting into fights, fighting with people on the streets. And uh, I was held in patient wards many times and even arrested twice. Uh, and sadly, you know, when I was arrested, I st stayed in a prison cell in a police department and they had me lying down on this metal bench, extremely uncomfortable and get an hour of sleep. So that, that was pretty brutal. And um, that's, you know, that was kind of when a call to action kind of happened. I realized I really can't keep doing this. I got to make a big change in my life. And so uh, 25 onward, I realized that, you know, mental health issues don't have to negate your dreams or your creativity. On, on the contrary, having a mental health condition can stimulate creativity and be used as adversity. Uh, so I started to, you know, exercise a lot more physically and mentally, you know, doing sports, running, weightlifting, basketball, football, um, you know, exercising my mind with Lumosity. If you don't know, it's this great program with cognitive games that are a lot of fun and they help your cognitive abilities. So that was cool. And so this led for, this led me to actually publish my first project, my first graphic novel. And it's called Flame. It's about this adrenaline junkie who rides a motorcycle and he uh, takes down, he was also an ex-army veteran and he takes down this drug cartel linked with a nuclear terrorist group. Uh, so it was pretty cool. And I felt especially nostalgic about this project because I wrote when I was a kid. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah. so I mean, you know what? Uh, just, just for our listeners, Maury has sent me a few of the slates of his work and it is Awesome. Uh, really awesome. So that's fantastic. So this goes back to a story you started when you were a kid? That's right. Yeah, I mapped it all out when I was a kid. And, um, <laughs> you know, presenting it on a bigger scale was, was so cool for me. Um, and it's called Flame. You can find it on Amazon if you're interested. I'm going to put the links in the in the show notes uh, so people will easily be able to, uh, to follow that. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Um, awesome. Yeah. So you know what, before we go further, there's something I wanted uh, to address with you because you touched on something very, very important, Maury. You said that when, when you were diagnosed with a mental health condition, that it was something that made you feel so uncomfortable. And so consequently you rebelled against that and didn't, uh, you know, didn't take the advice or, or the medication or whatever uh, was uh, prescribed to you. I think a lot of people deal with that they don't see that having a mental health condition is no different. Well, it's different, but it's really no different than having like a physical condition in which you might have a difficult time. A lot of people suffer from a number of different diseases. Why is it that, you know, and this is just a question that I'm going to ask all the listeners out here, and I'm not, I'm not asking you uh, particularly more, uh, but why is it that we attach such a negative connotation to being diagnosed with a mental health condition? That's just a question. What I wanted to ask you as well is that 
from what you've told me in your early childhood and your teens, you, you're, you started with the drugs, the alcohol, you became very violent, and you were living a life that was going to crash and burn you if you would have continued on that path. You found yourself in a police cell. I know what that's like because I was a former cop. I know the kind of cells that we put people in, and they are not comfortable. You cannot sleep well. So you, you talked about your pivot point, that point where you made a conscious decision to reclaim your life. When was that? Do you remember where, when it was? Was it in that jail cell? Um, that was definitely a momentous, you know, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was big. I, I remember that very well. I would say afterwards, once, once I started to take my medication more regularly, and I just, you know, definitely that was the final straw of being arrested that, that obviously I need to make a big life change. And yeah, and like you were saying, I think a lot of people are afraid to have, afraid to be diagnosed with a mental health condition because they think it will hinder their abilities. They think people will see them as weak or inadequate. That's what I think, even though I think over the past uh, you know, few years, there has been more acceptance. Mental health awareness is growing, which I think is great. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, like I said, you know, these mental health conditions can actually stimulate creativity. They can actually uh, amplify it. That's what I and, wanted to talk. That's what I. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. How how did it work for you? Because a lot of our listeners who may be suffering from, uh, you know, a mental health condition, um, how can they access that creative side? And how does that how does that boost the creativity? Uh, I'd love for you to talk about that, Maury. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you look at the world differently when you have a mental health condition, and you probably have experienced things that not many other people have. And um, because of that perseverance, because you know, you're fighting to live up to your expectations, be a quality person, even with your condition, it, it kind of gives you adversity and realizes that you have a lot of interesting things to share. And uh, I think that's really cool. And so for me, I, I told you about Lumosity. That was a big thing for boosting up my brain cognitivity. And, um, you know, just constantly doing stuff. I'm always playing music. I'm, I'm still taking acting lessons. I had this gig in this Kate Blanchett miniseries, very short, but I'm this dude riding a bicycle. Way to um, go. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I want to keep, I want to keep pursuing all those things that fascinate me. And I, and I, and sports too, learning new sports. I always love playing basketball, football. I'm trying other stuff like skateboarding too. And, and realizing finding that inner kid in yourself and also just crossing off everything you've ever aspired to do in your life and think what would your childhood self or any version of yourself would be most proud of. I think that's a really good way to stay motivated. Oh, you know, I, I want to touch on a couple of things that you said, because you're so right. Uh, as opposed to withdrawing when we feel lonely, depressed, because depression is going, it, it's depression's sole purpose is to make us feel bad about ourselves and to keep us immobilized and not to move forward with anything because we have that fear. We have the fear of not being accepted by others. We have the fear of failure, whatever it is. Depression's job is to speak to you in your own voice and to tell you to stay where you are. I love that you fought that voice in yourself and that you went to your inner child and you started to be uh, so 
explorative. Uh, you, you started to explore different games, uh, different things that you could do. You tapped again into that creativity that you had uh, since a child. And uh, that's amazing. And I think anybody listening to this podcast who may be feeling like they are trapped and that they can't move forward, Maury is such a wonderful example of how that can be done. T tell us, tell our listeners, Maury, what they should be thinking and how they can change their mindset to do what it is that you have been doing. Yeah, great question. I mean, so reaching out is so key, especially, you know, given the pandemic, there's been, you know, a huge increase in mental health and substance use challenges for a lot of people. So reaching out, I mean, places like KMH and, you know, I, I fundraise for KMH, I represent them. They, they have, they used to have 350 virtual visits for patients per month and they boost that up to over 6,500. So they have a lot of good doctors, caseworkers that you can reach out to and, you know, being honest and telling someone what you're feeling is so key. And then in terms of just how to have inspiration, if you're going through a really difficult time with mental health, Find out what's unique about yourself, what sets you apart from everyone else and recognizing your awesome gifts. You know, it's so key for motivation. And like I said earlier, finding that inner kid in yourself, it's, it's huge. Now, Maury, I really, really appreciate what you just said. And I know that it's going to help a lot of uh, listeners out there who may be suffering at this time. And you're right. There are so many people that we can reach out to and you're not alone. You, you, nobody is alone. We were not born into pods like the Matrix. I love the Matrix movies, but we weren't born into these pods. We were born into a loving family, hopefully, but a caregiver. And we were, we were dependent on, on that person, on those people, until such time as we became interdependent and dependent on ourselves. But for anyone who is in a state of mind uh, which they're suffering from self-sabotage or depression, as Maury says, it's, it's good to reach out to someone. It's good to be vulnerable. Like Maury is sharing his personal story and he's a beautiful example of being vulnerable. And that is, vulnerability is not the dark emotion that so many people attach to it. So many people attach regret, sorrow, loss, and, uh, and sadness and shame to to being vulnerable, but it's not. It is a gateway that connects people like Maury and I are talking about this. And, and we're having a conversation that all of you can benefit from. It is a gateway. Vulnerability is a gateway to love, acceptance, and friendship. Really like what you said there, Maury. Thanks so much. It was awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know what? I, I, I truly enjoyed uh, our conversation here today. And uh, Maury, before I let you go, because uh, you, you have been an inspiration here to our listeners today. Are there a couple of, uh, of different ideas that you can share with them? Your personal struggle from being bipolar to, to actually taking control of your life. What advice would you give our listeners as we close out this podcast? Keep moving forward is a big one. Um, realizing, you know, this too shall pass. If you're in a really huge rut, it doesn't last forever. And having that tenacity to keep going is, is so amazing. And, you know, setting the bar high for yourself, but also appreciating your skills and what's unique about you and all the good stuff that has happened in your life. Cause you know, it will repeat itself if you continue to keep moving forward and no mental health condition should get in the way of that.
I like it. I like it very much. So once again, let's just uh, talk uh, your graphic novel because I've seen a few uh, of the slates, as I said, they look so freaking amazing. The title of it again? It is called Flame. Uh, you will find it on Amazon. Uh, like I said, story I wrote when I was a kid. And just to let you know, next project. So th this one I felt like is a good one to start with. But if you're interested, I can let you know a bit about the next one. Would you like absolutely. To hear that? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So my next project, it's called Dino Man. It's about this uh, scientist who finds d DNA extracts of dinosaurs. Uh, you know, he's been traveling all around the world and he thinks it can improve human genetics. Um, give us a better sense of smell, eyesight, um, physical capabilities. Um, so he has this demonstration showing showing off all his research, and it goes horribly wrong. He becomes this half mutated dinosaur, <laughs> half man. But uh, I'm actually illustrating this one as well for the first time, so I'm I'm really excited about that project, and uh, I hope you check it out once I release it. Dino Man, I love the I love the uh, the label that you're giving it, uh, Dino Man. Now is you don't have to give this away because this is your personal secret. But is Dino Man somebody that we're going to like or somebody that we're not going to like? Um, he's a bit of an antihero, but I think overall you will like him. I think his his good qualities um, outweigh his bad qualities in the end. I would say, but awesome. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Maury, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show here today and to share sharing your, your personal story and your triumphs. Um, and again, to anyone who's listening out there, Maury is an example of how we can overcome anything that is sent our way, providing we take the action necessary to do it. It's not enough to want to do something. If you have this thought that I want to be someplace or do something, but you don't take the action, you'll remain exactly where you are. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Maury is an example of how he came to a place in his life where he said, nope, I don't wanna continue on this path. I wanna live a fulfilled life. And he stepped into that greatness. And Maury, I so appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, you're amazing, man. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, sir. Pleasure chatting with you. You as well. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.